0: According to James, if you hear and don't do, you've deceived yourself. Start a chair. It, you know, there's so many people that are struggling in different areas of their life because you're not doing what God's word says to do. Okay? And, and, uh, and I realize that we're probably just making CDs for people we know. But the reality is, is that some of us in the room are, are also in a, in a, you know, kind of a spiritual condition of wonderment. God, wh- when you're coming through, when's the breakthrough going to happen? When's the healing coming? When, when's finances going to flow? Where's the blessing? Where's the victory? Where, where's the hope in the future that you promise? And God's simply saying to you, just do what I said. Come on, guys, now. Just, just do what I said. Look, look at your neighbor and say, just do what God said. What God Amen. Uh, this church thing. You know, Todd touched on it tonight. This church thing. This ain't just some ceremonial thing that we go through. right? It's not just some game that we play. You know, it would be really easy to hang some stained glass, get some long ropes, and build a, a great, big, huge congregation. That is not my ambition in life. We just have a bunch of people get together, make each other feel like, well, when Jesus comes, we're going to be okay. Come on up. That just ain't, that's not my ambition. If that's yours, you, you got, you, you know what, you're probably in the wrong room tonight. <laughs> you know, what I really, what, I, what, my, what my passion, what I really want to see, I want to see people walk in victory. I want to see you demonstrate Satan's defeat. I want to see you rise up, and every time the enemy raises his head, he looks at you and says, oh, no. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Come on now. Well, you know, some days we just have bad days. It shouldn't be the whole day. Come on now. It shouldn't be the whole day. If your bad day lasts 12 hours, you're getting weenified on us. Right? You gonna you have a bad couple of moments. It's all right. That's, that's one thing. But to have a, a, the entire day? What are you doing feeling sorry for yourself? What are you doing laying down there? Well, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't know what the people around you have been through. You know, we've been through some junk. It's Saturday night. We've been through some crap. And we know how to get through it. Right? And, it, you know, there's just something inside of me. I realize you you have some heavy-duty poop you, you're dealing with. But we got a heavy-duty God with some... Mind-blowing victory available to people who will rise up, take hold of it, and do what He said. Come on, walk around and look—you know, look, look, look good. Who cares what we look like? I don't mind if we walk around looking like we've been drugged through a not-hole backwards, but we still got victory. That, who cares what we look like? How do we, what do you what do you live like? Let me just throw questions at you, okay? We're just finishing up where we started last week, just getting a little deeper, right? Doing, a, doing a just a little mini-series by, led by the Spirit called Stuck on You. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm stuck on Jesus. I got a question for you. What are you stuck on? No, don't, don't shout out Jesus because I might embarrass you and prove you wrong. Oh, you couldn't prove me wrong. Really? What did you talk about last? Your pain or your promise? You know, what's weird is that if you have a day where you're sick, how come everybody knows that? Oh, now I'm up in the Holy Ghost, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have a bad experience, how come everybody knows it? Because you're stuck on that. You like talking about that. Somebody treats you wrong at the grocery store. Before you get home, you've made seven cell phone calls you've told everybody. hmm you see you see the way they looked at me see the way they treated me they treated me wrong they treated me wrong how come you're not stuck on how jesus treated you how come you're not going through life my god he has been good to me that person over there tried to run me out the road i deserved it it's only fair that a few bad things happen in my world because god's been so good to me how come we're not stuck on him Stuck on you. I, I, better be careful. I'll start singing that, and we'll be here all night, and people will be throwing money. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Praise Jesus! I just I heard it. Ha 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 Remember that song, "The Joy of the Lord." You know, we had a major breakthrough in in second service on Sunday morning last week. You know, how, how many of you guys are, are are Saturday night people? You just come Saturday night. soldier hold your hand up. Okay. How many of you guys come Sunday mornings? How many of you guys are liars? No. <laughs> Finally, I got an honest guy. I just figured while we're doing this, we'll just see. Uh, Sunday mornings sometimes it's really hard to get breakthrough with people, you know different crowd it's saturday night you know there's like a level of liberty sunday morning sometimes it's kind of tough and some of you guys who have spoke for us uh, you know uh, you know what sunday morning second service is like and and we had like this major breakthrough last week because we started you know i just reminded them of of that song the joy of the lord is my strength remember that remember that song the joy of the lord is my strength." we sang it for years and years i I played it three times a day for like 12 years Yeah, you know the joy of the lord is my strength The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Uh Uh-huh. We can sing it. We don't live it. But we can sing it. Right. Oh, come on. Do you realize, though, the point? The point is, is that when you're depressed, that's the song you gotta sing. When, when it's sliding towards the edge and you're you're about ready to go under, that's when you sing the joy of the Lord. Is my strength. <clears throat> huh? Because because you can't, you know, remember the exercise. Start thinking in your mind, count up, and then say something out loud. And, and the thought has to stop. So when you're thinking about defeat and thinking about failure, that's when you start. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because pretty soon you can't, be, you can't be depressed now. Especially when you get to the all-time favorite verse. Ha, 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 ha. Ha! Come on, everybody! Ha 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 ha! Oh, you got it! Ha! Come on, Marty! Ha 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 ha! ha. Come on, Marty. Ha 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 One more time! Ha 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 ha! Ha! Let me hear you! Ha 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 ha! Ha! Woo Ha 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 ha! We're party now, baby! Ha 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 ha! Yeah, now, I know what you're thinking. This is a little weird. I was at a church with my dad one time, and they, they got a little bit strange on us, and he looked at me, and he said, where do you want, where do you think the back door's at? And I said, where do you reckon they want one? <laughs> I'm going to put one right there. You, you know, there's just something about it. What are you stuck on? How how irritating to hell is it when you ought to be caving in, giving up and quitting and but you got enough wisdom? Yeah, come, on, <laughs> come on. Instead of calling somebody up and sharing that bad thing, it's taking a step into the spirit and, and releasing the good thing. How come we're all stuck on negativity? I'm telling you in the middle of the night you're going to wake up and you're going to be wanting to kill me cuz you ha ha ha, 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 ha 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 Yeah. Go ahead and call me Paul. I told you in office, sermon, illustration. What are you trying to remind me? Guys, here's the deal. We have a responsibility to live victoriously. You can come up with a bunch of stupid excuses for why you're defeated. The whole world does that. We ain't part of the world. That ain't how we roll. We walk in victory. Look at Psalms 112 verse 1. Check it out this is us blessed happy fortunate and to be envied is the man who worships the lord yeah. so you just you got to be blessed position to win and succeed in every given situation happy and i don't care what comes our way we have an infusement of inner strength we know how to say ha. I mean, how hard is it? Ha! We're in the we're in the mood we're in the, we're, we're kind of in the habit of saying, ha. No ha. Gotta learn this stuff. This is deep. Ha! You can say ha, and then you can put it to ha 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 ha. You can do it. Check it out. Blessed, happy fortunate and to be envied that's me oh now now listen i know it's a weird night already so here's the deal i'm gonna say blessed happy fortunate and envied and you say that's me okay can you do it some of you look pissed sure glad it's saturday night Sunday morning we call those people upset (laughs) (laughs) blessed happy fortunate and to be envied that's how we're supposed to be living blessed happy fortunate and to be envied every time you hear the word blessed you got to go that's me happy me Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fortunate. Well, I don't feel very fortunate. We ought to bury you now. Seriously, man. You bad advertisement. Next thing we know, you're gonna be running around with a Team 31 t-shirt on. No! Not until you live blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. Come on. That's me. You know what one of the problems is is that we're still trying to deal with issues from yesteryear because we haven't we haven't locked onto the reality, hey, you know we sing it, I am redeemed, I am redeemed I've been bought back from the authority of another why you why if you are reading. Okay, listen, I'm so far from my notes. Check this out. Deuteronomy 30:19. You guys know these scriptures, right? Deuteronomy 30. It says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You know, God said, you're going to take a multiple choice. And then he gave you the stupid answer. Choose life. I mean, think about it. You got, you got a multiple choice test and it's obvious, but God still has to give his people the answer. Think about it. Why? Well, because he said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Have you ever read the Bible? I mean, really with an open mind. My people are destroyed. God talking. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said my people are getting killed because they're stupid. Here's God. As, yeah, them are mine. <laughs> and he's in heaven going, ha, 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 Life and death. To choose life is not the eradication of death. To choose the blessing does not mean the curse isn't right there. It means I choose to live under the authority of the other. There's still junk, but I I'm not gonna focus on junk. I'm gonna connect to life. I am stuck on life. I'm committed to life. I'm committed to blessing. I'm stuck over there. What are you stuck on? Oh man, we're going under wrong life. Wrong mentality, wrong thought process, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the man who worships God. Stop worshiping problems. Worship means to sit at one's feet and rivet your attention to one, even as a dog sits at his master's feet and licks his master's hand. To rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something. What are you looking at? What are you stuck on? What are you stuck on? You know what's weird is we get sick, we get symptoms, we get an internet and we study it. We know all about it and how it's coming and what to do with it and which, which pill to take to, to, to you know... If, if we had invested half the effort in studying the redemption that we have from all that jump. And then and then when, when, we're, when we're really losing it, we decide we'll fake it. We'll just fake it. We'll pretend to be victorious. Rather than live victorious, we just be pretenders. All that is is an omission that you're messing up already. Can I just share something with you about my victory? I don't have to fake it. I don't want to fake it. I don't want to fake victory. That's kind of like a fake ID. It'll get you into Canada, but you can't come home. Some of y'all, you've been some places, but you can't get to where you're supposed to be. You can't, you can't get to where you're supposed to be because you got a fake ID. You don't want to admit to anybody that, that, that you, you got issued, that you need help. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that all of us need each other. So there's areas where you're not making it. So you need somebody who will speak into your life, who will get in your face and say, Okay, today, what is your verse? Because you're going to be happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied. You're going to worship God. You're going to rivet your attention on God. You are going to, to rejoice exceedingly, greatly in his commandments. Hello? Psalms 112, verse 1. Check it out. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and be envied is the man who worships the Lord and who Delights greatly. Delights greatly. See, the reason many of us aren't delighting greatly in his commandments because we don't know what he said. And if you knew what he said about your situation, you'd be rejoicing greatly. You'd be delighting, you'd be delightful. Better leave that alone. We delight. Check it out. Listen, his kids are blessed. His house is blessed. Prosperity is flowing. Welfare endures from ever, and it ain't from the government. Light arises in the darkness. It is well with him. He's not moved. He knows no fear. His heart is fixed, established, and steady. He's stuck on God. Lights in the dark, good in the bad, not tossed, not turned, no fear, fixed, firm, and steady. That's me. According to God's word, that's us, guys. That is us. But here's what happens is we get in situations and we're not sure what to do. So instead of reaching for wisdom, we get opinions, We look at the world that we're supposed to be coming out of, separated from, detached from, and we do our best to fit in. God didn't call you to fit in. He called you to stand out. So we don't know what to do, so we flip on the TV or go to the Internet, and we just look at what's going on in the world today, and we just, well, how do we handle this? Guys, wrong, wrong viewpoint. James chapter one, verse five, if any man lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to everyone liberally, upbraiding not without reproach, reproach, without fault finding it. Check it out. It will be given. If you don't know what to do. You ask God. L- listen, what is wisdom? Let's stop for just a second and just hang with Just leave those verses there. If, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to know what to do when you don't know what to do, but at the moment to actually do it. See, wisdom is, is not just knowing what to do, but it's actually when. Because you know that there are moments that you do one thing and you get a result, but you do the exact same thing at a different moment. You get a totally different result. So it's not only knowing what to do, but when to do it? it moments. You, you realize that moments are the ingredients of suddenlies. Suddenly something happened. Well, it, all these moments lined up. See, we neglect our moments. We think this moment doesn't really matter. This is my coasting moment. This is my moment to just, whew, I'm, I'm just going to breathe. Well, like you're not going to breathe. Uh, I, I, you know, th- this is, this is my, uh, you know, my, my time to just, whew, you know, deal with me. Don't be so ignorant. We come to church. People turn church into a ceremony, into a social event, into a, 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 a religious routine. Ecclesiastes 5.1 says, Keep your foot when you go to the house of God. Keep your foot. Oh, I wasn't planning on giving my foot away. Thank you. <laughs> Keep your foot when you go to the house of God. The Amplified Bible says, Keep your mind on what you're doing. Keep your foot. Keep your mind on what you're doing when you go to the house of God. Your footing. Keep your foot. Don't lose your footing. Don't be slipping around. Don't be sliding. Don't be slid all over the place. Keep your mind on what you do. Hey, what is it? This is training for raining. This isn't like three fast songs, two slow songs, an offering of testimony, a white hanky moment, and out to Dairy Queen. No, God's got something in mind when he brought us here. If we, if, can, I just, can I just share with you? If you don't think I'm hearing from God to speak into your life, what are you coming for? I know, you just want to get close to Keith. He'll stand in the foyer after church. What are we doing? I mean, come on. What, what are we doing? Because I, you know what's really crazy is I know I can come and I can share with you keys that will unlock insane victory. Amen. And oh, don't get excited. I do it every week. <laughs> and it ain't because I'm that good. Because I got to tell you something, guys. I don't know Jack. I've been in the fruit aisle, tried to heal a grapefruit, can't do it. I ain't got nothing. But I'll hear from God. He'll open my eyes. He'll show me things. I'll share it with you. And I know that it's the key to insane victory in your life. And I pick them up from under the chairs and stuff. You know, it's kind of a spiritual thing. I see it laying all over the floor. We don't carry it out of here. I can go to a baseball game on a Sunday afternoon Forty-five minutes after service, and throw out, you know, throw out little lures, and and find out what people caught at church. Nothing, but they're the baseball game, and we ain't lost yet. <laughs> well, I'm happy we ain't lost yet, but it's too bad that you came for softball. Still, ain't got no victory. Who's pastor mad at? The devil. Keep your foot in when you go to the house of God. Verse 2, Ecclesiastes 5. I probably should have given him this when we'd put it on the screen. Don't worry about it because people can look it up. You own a Bible. You really can read it. But Ecclesiastes 5.2, it says, you know, we, you are God in heaven. Here we are on earth, so we'll keep our words very few. That's a great idea. Here we got God who made everything, who orchestrated everything, who put it all together. Here we are on earth. We got God with the big picture. We got us with no idea. Yet we want to say, well, it seems to me. Oh, shut up. God knows how to heal your messed up relationship. He created relationships. If you just do what he said and keep your mouth shut, you'd have victory in relationships. Well, that seems a little old-fashioned to me. Don't you know that we're in the 21st century and you are dumber now than you were in the 20th? You got to do what he said, not what you said. Hello? Maybe, you, maybe our words ought to be few. Verse 3 says, For a dream cometh through a multitude of business and painful effort, but a fool's voice is filled with many words. A dream, what's that? That's the picture of the final outcome. And that will be produced with much effort and painful, much business and painful effort and very few words from you. Thank you. God says, I want to show you the end, but you need to stop talking and start walking. You need to start doing what I said to do. Don't be a hearer only who's deceived himself into thinking that you got it together. You ain't got it together. You ain't walking in victory from Monday till Thursday, let alone all the way through the weekend. We don't have a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. For 36 hours straight, we got to struggle somewhere. we got to get up in the middle of the night, go medicate our pain, and then come back and pretend like we're righteous. And God's word is so simple. Just do what I said and shut up. That's kind of what God says. Just just do what I said. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here tonight. (laughs) Because I need help. Check it out, man. Stop slipping. Stop sliding. Stop tossing. Give your mind to what you're doing. Draw near to hear and obey. Do you realize that any time in your Bible when you hear this word hear, it automatically assumes you are going to do it. It is automatically implied that him who have ears to hear, hear. Well, he don't mean just hear because biblical terminology hear actually means do. There's a reason he said it. Not so you go, that was good all the conferences i've been to in my life and all all the camp meetings and all the preaching i've heard and all the notebooks i have filled with notes haven't done any of it you know how many of us are like that shoot that was so good go out to denny's and leave it in the booth can't even remember what we heard To draw near, to hear, and obey is better than to give the sacrifice of fools. That's just Bible, guys. It's Ecclesiastes. It's just just Bible. You got God with a big picture. We got us with no idea. And back to James, he said, if you're lacking wisdom, when you don't know what to do, and you don't know when it should happen, ask. 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 I'll give it. Look at verse 6. Check it out. It says, only ask in faith with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. You know, all my life, I've kind of read that verse, especially King James, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a, you know, a a wave of the sea which is tossed to and fro. You know, ask in faith. What does that mean, to ask in faith? Nothing wavering. And and so this week I I went around and I did what I always do. I take different thoughts that I'm unpacking and I I throw them out there, uh, you know, as as kind of, you know, just fodder, sermon fodder. And we chew on it together, me and different people in my life. And, and so I just asked them, what does that mean to you? And repeatedly, I, I heard the same thing. Well, you know, to ask and believe that God's going to do it and don't, don't doubt and don't back away that what you ask for, God's going to do. And that's wrong. I'm wrong. God said, if you lack wisdom, what's wisdom? Knowing what to do when you don't know what to do and when to do it. He said, if you ask me, I'll tell you. Well, what do you mean then to ask in faith is to ask God, expecting him to do something. He's not the one lacking wisdom. You are. Right? So when we, when we ask in faith, it's not asking God to do it. Asking in faith is coming prepared to do what he says. Because when I hear, he ain't talking. Just so I'll say, oh, that's good. He's telling me what to do. Okay, you're working on the car. It won't run. You're, you're messing under the hood. You're, you're head to toe grease and you stop and you say, God, I don't know what to do. Ha, 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 ha. And you hear an inner, boy, I say to you, mow the lawn. I'm talking about the car. And God says, Mow the lawn. No, that don't make no sense. See, I don't want to mow the lawn. I want to drive my car. God says, Mow the lawn. So we work on the car some more with the belief that I'm going to know what to do here in a minute. Wisdom's going to flow. No, ignorance is too deep. There's a flood of it. So finally, finally, God says in a still, small, gentle voice, Mow the lawn! So you make your way to the mower. Ha, 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 ha. You're going by the fence. Your neighbor stops you. He says, hey, I see you can't get the car running. You want me to fix it? Okay. See, God knows He's in heaven. God's in heaven. You're on earth. Big picture, no idea. (laughs) Hello? Are we getting anywhere yet? God knows that not only do you need a car that runs, but you're going to have to mow the lawn anyways. So you might as well do what needs to be done so that He can move over here. He's going to, see, obedience is the threshold to blessing so that when you do what he said, he'll produce what he promised. He promised you a ride, and he'll make the ride run. But you got to get into obedience, so mow the lawn. But it doesn't seem like if I leave the car, what seems right to you is going to separate you from the end that God declared at the beginning. The other day, we go home, and I'm outside the house, and it sounds like a truck's backing up the driveway somewhere. I'm looking for a truck. I'm outside my house like it, somewhere in the neighborhood there's a truck backing up a long ways we should see it by now I walk towards the house and it's getting louder I'm like there's a truck in my house I go inside the house the smoke detectors are going off there ain't nobody there I, well let's reset these reset them because I got to tell you something there's something about those things it's irritating Man, I'm surprised the neighbors hadn't called the fire department. It was I could hear it out there. I'm walking around the house, you know. I can't remember what I was doing, but a few minutes later, I hear this, eh, 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 eh. and every 15 minutes or so, they went off. So I went out to the electrical box and I flipped the switch. Eh, 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 eh. They're still going off. I put all new batteries in them. Eh, 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 eh. I picked. I didn't know what to do. Call Rick Feather. Rick, Rick's in Bend, right? Isn't that where you were, Rick, Rick's in Bend? And he didn't even answer. But he called back. Oh, you know we're. This is really weird. Yeah, that's weird. They're going off. Yeah, that's, that's what they do. I always need a friend like that in time of need. That's the noise smoke detectors make, Tom. Have you done what I told you to? Yes. What's happening? They're still going off. Okay, well, I'll see you in two days. Well, what should I do in the meantime? Let the boys stay up. You know what's weird is about seven o'clock that night. Reset them, and they were quiet all night. Next morning, eh, eh, eh. i eh, not like I'm going to work. Bye. <laughs> Come home that night. You know, you, and there's moments that you don't know what to do. What are you doing? What do you do? And God gives you insight to do something that doesn't make any sense. Call Rick Feather. <laughs> and at the end he's got it all fixed that ain't nothing to him why because he has understanding of how those things work there are some things in your life that are, are the smoke detectors and you don't know how it works and you think you do you're hollering out and "It's batteries 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 take the batteries out they're still going off Unplug it, rip them out of the ceiling, take them out in a dumpster, put them out there, walk in the house, and eh, <laughs> eh, How'd you fix it? Ask Rick. There are some things in your world. Man, God wants to help you, but you've got to ask ready to obey. Asking in faith. Can you put it back... It's like they're in a hurry. They're going to Dairy Queen or something. Uh, the one who hesitates, no hesitation. No, What's the hesitation about? That's your obedience. Don't hesitate. You don't know what to do? Ask God, then just do what he said. Just do it. You know what's funny is that many of us, we know what he said and we ain't doing that. So look at the next verse. Look at look at the next verse. Uh don't let such a person imagine that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Who's that? That's the guy that asks but don't obey. Well oh, let's let have hang out there in the spirit for just a second. How come I ain't getting nothing? Because you don't do what he says. You don't do what he says. Back up to six again. Look look at this. It's crazy. It must be in faith that he asks with no hesitation, no doubting. For the one who wavers and hesitates now is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Look, don't let that guy think. Look at seven. Don't let that guy think that he gets anything from the Lord. Look at verse eight. For this man, being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitates, dubious, irresolute. He is unstable, unreliable, and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Can I tell you three major victory deflators? To be unstable, to be unreliable, or to be uncertain instability, unreliability, and uncertainty. Three major victory deflators in your life. Let's talk about them for a minute. Unstable. All over the place. Here one day, over there another day. Up one day, down another day. Good day, bad day. Sideways, hello. We can't track you. We see you coming, we're not sure what to be prepared for. We don't know whether to break out a tambourine or a coffin. Right? Because you are just everywhere. Unstable. Your family sees you coming, they don't know what to expect. You might say one thing, be it, be another thing. Now now we're getting in your stuff. Unstable. Might touch you and you... Yet on another day, you're just solid. Why why are you like that? Because you've got two minds. You ain't stuck on God's Word. You're not committed to prospering. You're not committed to welfare. You're not committed to peace. You're not committed to joy. You're not committed to hello somebody you're just unstable unreliable do you realize that there are people within the church great people wonderful people good hearted people we can't build a future on them some of, some of you are here tonight and I don't mean to offend you but we might not see you for three or four weeks we already know it There are people who aren't here tonight. Well, there's a fair. You know, there's a party going on, right? You 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 sign up for stuff in for you all the time. I ain't never been to any of it. Commit to all kinds of stuff. You ain't never really any help. You're just unreliable. Good hearted, unreliable person. (laughs) How come you're being so mean? I'm not being mean. I'm just speaking truth because these people ain't got no victory. And you think it's because the devil's so mean. No, it's because we're so stupid. (laughs) Devil ain't mean. We just dumb. We just live dumb. My people are destroyed by lack of knowledge, not by big mean devil. Big mean devil has been defeated. Just because you ain't, you're not committed to anything. You're not committed to victory. You're not, you're not committed to, to joy. You're not committed to anything. You're not even committed to your depression. You're not. You get tired of that and you have a few moments of feel good. If you're committed to your depression, why you keep medicating your pain? You want to be down? Just stay down. Quit bothering everybody who's up. <laughs> Uncertain. You're not sure, but well, I'm not sure that I believe that. I'm not sure. What are, you, what are you sure of? If you're sure you're right, what the heck are you doing here? Just going to be an irritation? That's my job. Man, these things things will sabotage your level of victory. You know, what are you stuck on? Think about it. This guy is the exact opposite of Psalms 112. He's not happy. He's unhappy. He's not fortunate. He's unfortunate. He's not envied. He's unenvied. He's ticked. His kids are insecure. His house is a disaster. Poverty is knocking on his door, and he's running to open it. Welfare is the only thing he's got going. Only his is the government. He ain't got no light in the dark because he ain't got no electricity. (laughs) And, and, And when the church pays his bills, his bulbs are burnt out. Nothing goes well with him. He's constantly moving and switching sides. Whose team is he on? Who's he in agreement with? Depends on who he's with. He's scared of everything. And he does not live with a fixed heart because he's committed to nothing. The double-minded man is not the Psalms and 112 man blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied, that's me, then live like it. His house is blessed. His kids are blessed. Prosperity is flowing. He gives to the poor and the needy. He's a need-needer. Hello? He's committed to prosper. He's committed to walk in hell. He's committed to releasing joy. He's committed to hope, future, and vision. What are you stuck on? What are you stuck on? I just need some victory. (laughs) No, you just need to make up your mind. You just need to make up your mind. Life and death, blessing, cursing. Choose one. One. Choose one. You got a choice. Because you're blessed. Again, it doesn't mean that the curse isn't there. It means not. I choose blessed. And there are days, you know, if if blessed means positioned to win and succeed, then the only way to be positioned to fail is to choose the curse. Uh, Okay, I'm going to close, but you need to hear this. You can win and succeed or you can lose and fail. And it's not because somebody's better than you, stronger than you, faster than you, richer than you. It's because you chose cursed instead of choosing blessed. I did not. I did not. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I'm going to show you how you did it. You'll never show me how I chose cursed. How does God bless you? His word. Genesis 1, he, he said, and God blessed them and said. Well, when God said, he didn't say it so you'd say that's good. He said it. So you do it. So when you chose blessing, you did what he said. But when you chose curse, you didn't do what he said. I, I never, over 25 years of full-time ministry, I never found anybody who has an area of curse in their life that it can't be traced back to them simply not doing what he said. I've never seen one marriage dissolve that was doing what God said. Never. Never. If you do what God says to do in your marriage, and it ain't that hard. Shelby might have a hard time, but the rest of you guys. (laughs) My dad used to say, there's only one person that has to go home with their troubles today, and that's my wife. (laughs) But if you do do what God says to do in in your marriage, you're going to have a healthy marriage. I never found anybody who has done what God said to do in the financial arena that wasn't being financially blessed ever how do you choose the curse well to not do what he said and to sing your song I did it my way hello hello you want insane victory or you want some really cool excuses I mean what are you stuck on man you should have seen the size of the tumor you should have seen the healing that flowed into my body what are you stuck on What's got gotcha? What's got gotcha? What keeps you awake at night? Your problem or... I can't believe how good God is to me. <gasps> I love closing. Sometimes I do it seven, eight times. One time... You know, it used to be that, uh, you know, remember certs, the, the little certs, and you'd suck on a cert and when the cert was gone, service was over. you just stop preaching when the cert's on. And, 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 you know, you always put a cert in your pocket and when you went to the pulpit, you'd just put the cert in your mouth and you just suck on that until it's gone. When it's gone, you close. i reached reach in my pocket one time, put it in my mouth. It was a button. And uh, that works better. Then I just end when I swallow. Okay. <laughs> Just the other day, three, three guys in the church and myself, we got on Harley Davidson's and we went for a ride. And the entire time I'm thinking, <clears throat> God is good. <laughs> Above and beyond anything that I can ask or think, holy cow, I am blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. Oh, I don't want to don't want to get arrogant. I don't want to live stupid. God's going to be so good to you. I said God wants to be so good to you that people look at you and they go, "Dang. I want that life." Want that life. Right. And only you know if you really got it. That's right. That's right. Only you know. If you if it's real, Or if you just faking. You're the only one who knows. Whether the blessing of God is flowing. Or whether you're just hanging hoping. That you make it through one more night. I'm here to tell you. Tonight. This ain't no fairy tale that we're talking about. But there is a lifestyle where you get up every day and you go, praise the Lord. Happy, fortunate, and be envied is the man who worships God, who delights greatly in his commandments. The house is blessed. The kids are blessed. The finances are blessed. My body blessed. My business is blessed. My church is blessed. My neighborhood's blessed because I live here. Sh- the grocery market I-, I shop at, they're blessed because I come there. It-, it ain't got nothing to do with me. It- it- it's the God on me. But because one day I didn't know what to do, and I asked him what to do, and he said, mow the lawn. And I finally got it. I just do what he says. What's his word say? What's his word say? Do that. And you end up blessed. Insane victory. And you ain't got to fake no more. Before we go home, can I make one suggestion? Maybe you quit playing believer. Maybe You get committed to truth. Pick one area of your life. One. Don't do this to your entire life at one time. Because it will mess you up for months. Pick one area of your life. And instead of hiding it, offer it. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the guy who worships the Lord. Worship ain't a slow song. Mentioned tonight that we get all excited in worship and we want to break out a tambourine and a streamer. Don't ever do that in here. Real worship is when you break out a knife. When you go like Abram did with his son, and you're ready to slice something off. How about instead of hiding something, you offer it? How about you come to God and say, you know what? There's an area of my life where I've not really surrendered to you. Tell you what I'm stuck on. I'm stuck on sharing bad news i'm stuck on thinking wrong thoughts i'm stuck on feeling sorry for myself i'm i'm stuck on believing the worst instead of the best i'm stuck on i i am more committed god to 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 this belief system than to your word in this area of my life and tonight i want to offer it to you you know i got, i got to tell you there there are days living for god you know just being a believer just choosing life there there are certain things that i you know hey isn't it weird that we're under the impression that when we get really mature and really strong spiritually that we'll have no more carnal desires? Dude, that happens when you're dead. <laughs> you, you realize that, right? That, that the flesh is always there, always screaming, and always looking pretty good. But no, nope, I have decided that this is the lifestyle I'm going to live. Whether God answers my prayer or not, whether God gives me what I want or not, whether it feels good, smells good, looks good, tastes good or not, nope, I'm committed, I'm stuck, my heart is firmly fixed. I will not be moved. There are days that you want to do something else, but you don't why? Because I chose life, and that's what it, and that's what he said. How about we come to God tonight and we give him the opportunity, the chance to take that knife and to perform a surgery. Instead of hiding, we offer. Will you close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute?